You are right up my street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go by Toyota. Sponsors T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13. I remember we couldn't remember the word for table. This is your Welcome America, the podcast that explains what the bloody hell Brits are banging on about. In every episode, we translate British pop culture for America. And American pop culture for Britain. Yo, welcome. welcome. I am Ben. I am Fraser. Fraser Light Razor, and we're back. Hi, babes. Hi. We're back again. Little little <laughs> Independence Gay break. Yeah. Just yeah. keeping up with our erratic recording schedule. So what did you do for Independence Day weekend? That's a great question. What well, did- I'll tell you what I did. Oh. Nothing. <laughs> because I potentially had monkeypox. <laughs> But we'll never know because I got off the phone with the doctor finally today and they're like, yeah, we didn't actually test you for that. What? Yeah. Do you want me to do like a bit about the American healthcare system? <laughs> I mean, this is just me asking you this now. Just it's a chit chat. <laughs> just live. What the fuck did they say? They were, they were like, so bearing in mind, this is what, how many days ago? 12 days ago. Yeah. This, I originally got seemingly tested. It was the Independence Day weekend. I had a rash. I'd had flu-like symptoms three days before the rash appearing. They just didn't really know what to do. And then and then they finally called me back on Friday, but I was busy. And then I spoke to them today. They're like, yeah, we got like, the CDC gave us some stuff. And then, and like, as the doctor was talking to him, he's just Googling away. And he's like. How reassuring. I know. So did I have it? Who knows? Have I spread it? Who knows? This is the world we live in. Wonderful. Well, I had a great 4th of July. Thank okay. you. I went to In a, the words of Jade Goody, good for you. I went to a great party and had a great time without you. <laughs> <laughs> At one point I did text you saying, just stay away, you pox-ridden bastard, I believe is what I said to you. We're, we're actually, we're going away with podcast producer Bree this yeah, weekend. Yeah, we are. We're going on a little cabin retreat weekend. Mm. So it, maybe it will literally be like that movie Cabin Fever, which I know you haven't seen, which is about friends going to a cabin in the woods and there's like a, a deadly virus that attacks them and all their skin falls off. Is that the one? No, so that's not the one with the game underneath the cabin. <laughs> no, that's Cabin in the Woods. Okay. That's a great film. That's a great film. Maybe we should watch that. Well, now that I'm back out in the open and just spreading the virus, <laughs> we did... We did go on a very fun night night out on Saturday night, which we described the next day as like we were teenagers, not even teenagers, like kids watching Queer as Folk in the 90s, imagining what our life would be like as grown gay men. It's true. That was the night we had on Saturday night. Yeah, it's true. There was lots of things happening. There was, yeah, bars, there was drinks, bars, underwear. All manner of things happening, but had a good time. There's nothing like underwear party where it's just too dark. You know, all of us were like, it was just really dark. I just couldn't see anyone or anything. Not a dark room, just a club that was dark. Just a dark room. Shall we do some feedback? Do you know what? Let's. We have had quite a wonderful amount of feedback mainly because we just haven't recorded for so long we've actually given people time to get in contact with us we had a a wild message from the ether from our friend crystal what's what's that bitch saying (laughs) she said this was on saturday could you please tell me the u.s equivalent of betty boo singing pure and simple which apparently she wrote at worthing pride while an old drag queen does sign also i need you to understand that i'm currently backstage with amelia lily duncan james and betty boo i mean Duncan James, interesting, fine. Betty Boo, wonderful. We're going to talk about pure and simple, but the real star of that one is Amelia Lilly. Oh, you bring me joy. Yeah, you bring me sadness. So you bring my love. So Great song. Love that song. So good, that song. Such a good song. That really goes up there in the pantheon of forgotten X Factor songs, along with Louisa Johnson's underrated hit, No. No, yes. Oh, is it called Yes? <laughs> no, No is Megan Trainer. Yes. yes, Yes is Louisa Johnson. Shit. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes is such a good song. Where's Worthing? Uh, East Sussex. That's so not... It's, like, it's near Brighton. Okay, cool. So it's not Brighton Pride, but it is near Brighton. <laughs> Got it. So what did we say the US equivalent of Brighton was? We need to work backwards. Oh, we've done... We've spoken about Brighton so many kooky, kooky times. Like Portland. I mean, it's... It's all kinds of places. Okay, so let's say we're at, we're at Pride in Portland, okay? Mm-hmm. And we want a famous person who wrote a very famous... We want someone who's not so famous who wrote a very famous song performing it at Pride. 
Is it Christina Milian singing play at at uh, Portland Pride? That's pretty good. Okay. That's pretty good. I had a bit of in-person feedback. Okay. So remember we went to that event the other week, the Tom of Finland one? Yes. Because we've just been at events. Events to go to. We've gone. We're doing them. Diseases. Caught. Spread. Done. Do it. So <laughs> I was at uh, that event and you had left by that point and I was walking up the Titanic stairs, the stairs in that club that felt like you're on the Titanic <laughs> and someone shouted out, you're welcome America. <gasps> yeah. Oh my God. So it was one of our listeners, Brian, who lives in Long Beach and he came up and spoke to us and had a lovely chat Oh my God. in person. Now I'm not advocating <laughs> verbal harassment, but... If someone wants to, like, shout out your Welcome America at us and get our attention, great. He, was he not offended by quite a lot of the Long Beach slander that happens on this podcast? I know. I thought, I was kind of thinking we had been really rude about Long Beach, but then I was thinking, maybe we did, maybe you cut it. I don't know. Ooh, oh, now, and talk, now we're just referencing the... Let's talk about it off mic. I Yikes. know. Long no. Beach is lovely. LBC. So, yeah, some lovely just... Hi, Brian. Hi, Brian. Sorry I um, wasn't there. I went out for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think he was with Stephen. I think it was Stephen and Brian. Stephen and Brian. Yeah. This is from Zachary Adams. So uh, Zachary is our listener who is from San Francisco and then was traveling to the UK. And we asked him for an update on his whole trip to the UK. That's right. Specifically his his time at the Two Brewers. Now, Zachary Adams got back to us and it's quite the uh, quite the odyssey. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, hi. Thanks for, the, thanks for reading my feedback. Let me tell you about my two brewers journey. First of all, it was right down the street from our Airbnb. So we went three nights in a row. Whoa. <laughs> they must have been tired by that third night. <laughs> this is my favorite. Every time we were in line, everyone asked if we were American. And when we said yes, they would say, and why the fuck are you guys here? <gasps> I think not rudely, but just like, why, why are you in Clapham? Why have you come to two brewers? Mutia did a personal appearance the Friday night, Good. and we were trying to rush from Hoopla to see her because I needed to hear Real Girl live, but unfortunately we just missed her. Mm. Also, she doesn't do the high bits of Real Girl. Um, she doesn't do the, I don't forget it. She doesn't do them. Okay. He says, we mostly drank G&Ts until okay. we realized there was Kylie wine behind the bar, so we switched it up. <laughs> also, guys kept buying us shots of Sambuca. <laughs> <laughs> Oof, yikes. Sambuca. He says the ice situation was generous for UK standards. I think I got about four cubes per G&T. That's pretty good. That's a lot. And he did say, I did see people fall down the stairs and get carried out, which is my one of my favorite highlights. Uh, he said, Sunday night was the best as we were locals at this point. We accosted the DJ to make requests and he actually obliged. He pulled out his giant CD binder behind the booth. He played <laughs> Sugar Babes, uh, About a Girl, Girls Allowed the Promise, Rachel Stevens' Sweet Dreams by LAX, and Holly Valance's Kiss Kiss on top of the Saturday Steps and S Club we'd been hearing all weekend. About a girl. I would die to <laughs> dance to About a Girl in a club again. Oh my God, me too. That just that opening. And then final note, also shout out to the demon twink who taught us if you put poppers and lemons together in a glass, cover it and huff it, you're as high as a kite. Educational. Interesting. We should try that. Let's try that. We're definitely going to try that, aren't we? Yeah. (laughs) Quick one from uh, my friend Lydia. She said, following on from the Maypole dancing conversation, we we also used to do Elizabethan dancing at school. You'd be forced to pair up and perform the sort of ritualistic dances one usually associates with Jane Austen adaptations, except we were seven years old. So bloody strange. That's really, really odd. Yeah. We didn't go to the same school, same primary school, me and Lydia. So I wasn't, Eliz- I wasn't Elizabethan dancing, just Maypole dancing. Got it. And we've just got some live feedback. As, as we're recording, Kale Michael Henry has contacted us and he says, I just discovered your podcast and please, please, please tell me you're still releasing episodes. Do you know what, Kale? We're releasing one right bloody now. Right now. He says, I'm, I'm obsessed with all things British. Where does he live? I can't work it out. Okay. So you can get in touch uh, for feedback, which is general, just general bants via our Instagram. You're welcome, America. You can also email us. You're welcome, America podcast at gmail.com. We have, you can say it in person. You can yeah. harass us in person. <laughs> You're welcome, America. <laughs> we have had the ultimate piece of feedback. This is setting the bar. We've had an email and it's from James... Monte, I think it's Montes. Yes. I'm going to pronounce it that way. James, Jimmy, Jimmy. You're Jimmy Monts. Jimmy Monts. Yeah. Okay, so this is just spectacular. He's been an official listener only since February this year. He kind of came across us because of the Drag Race UK podcast we did. Anyway, he did a wee search 
for Dark Child podcasts. <laughs> and he came across the one that we did in that. And he's been listening ever since. So he says, I am a 35-year-old gay American millennial living in La, La Cruces, New Mexico, who can say 100% that your podcast is one of the top sources for 2000s pop culture. I've grown up thinking I was the only one in my life who understood 2000s pop culture, especially UK pop. And now as I listen to your podcast, I feel at home. This is where it gets interesting. I'm a professional music producer who specializes in performance music for cheerleading and dance teams. Now that is an occupation. Tell you what, at school, when we filled in that form (laughs) and mine said circus performer, I kid you not, in careers class, nowhere did it say cheerleading and dance seems music maker anyway to put it simply i make a very good living all right uh making cheer and dance mixes for hundreds of teams across the u.s and other countries with 2000s pop culture in my back pocket being able to play for instruments and produce my own music it has allowed me to fully understand the ins and outs of music production so i mean perfect he essentially wants to be our american music liaison um, I'm, just, I, I'm actually just looking at our stack of uh, applications for that, and his is at the top. So he is approved. <laughs> he has he's got a few little treats for us. What's he What's he sent us? So he says, as an extension to my application, which has been approved, I graciously present the original version of Billy Piper's "Something Deep Inside." Yes, because we talked heavily about the fact that at the beginning it goes, mm, "Oh, come on, come on." Remix. remix and we're like where's the original yeah. mix I'm so he just... says this original mix was only released on japanese promo import album and then quickly remixed to the album single version okay i've got it right here Okay. okay, I'm actually going to say I think that that version is a little more timeless. Don't you feel like the 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 remix is very stuck in a certain time period, which we love about it. I just, yeah, I love the digital breakdown of it, but that that sounded almost like it was. It's a little jollier. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so he's given us that, and then also in honor of the Dark Child special, I have created a quick mashup of Sister Act to Honey. As per your request on the episode. Now, I think just to tease our listeners, I think we should play out the episode with the full version of that. Yes. I don't remember what on earth we were talking about in that episode. So well, when that, we got this sent to us. Well, that was our, we did the episode with the Right Back At You podcast guys. So I know that I picked a song from the Honey soundtrack. And at some point we lost our minds and we were pitching Jessica Alba in a sister act sequel, I think. I'm not quite sure. I think that's what it was. <laughs> but anyway, I have to say that is maybe the best from Jimmy from Jimmy Monts and the email. Maybe the best feedback we've ever had. And yeah. do stay tuned to the end of the episode where you're going to get that sister hat and honey full remix that he did for us. Yeah, he's very sweet. And he said, I truly love and respect you too. Thank you for being a beacon of hope during these troubling times for not only myself, but for many others. So that is really lovely. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, shit. The PS? Just saw the PS? The PS? <laughs> oh my God. He is on fire. I tell you what. P.S. My hometown is El Paso, Texas. And yes, we do have the old El Paso brand stocked <laughs> in the supermarkets, but it's not a huge town, a huge, it's not a hometown staple, although it originated here. Oh, okay. I see what he says at the end. He's Mexican-American. So he basically was like, our family didn't touch Old El Paso because it was shit. <laughs> yeah. Also, podcast nemesis Michael did say um, in per- classic him in person feedback, talking of people harassing us verbally. He did say that Old El Paso it was in the the states, but it was like in terms of supermarket Mexican brands, it was maybe one of ten. Whereas in the UK, uh, it's like the only one. Right. So that's kind of where we got it. Oh. Anyway, Jimmy Monts, welcome aboard. Application accepted, approved. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. I, I just wanted to say our other feedback, Kale, Kale that I mentioned, he's from Texas as well. We've got some we're really big, making it big in Texas. We need to do that Texas tour. <laughs> oh, we're going to do multiple a multiple city Texas tour. <laughs> wow, that's really confident. Sponsored by Old El Paso. That'll be us. <laughs> oh, uh, our, uh, our dinner's arriving. Should we should we take a break and come back after we've eaten? <laughs> sure. Yeah, DoorDash is outside. Bye. <laughs> And we're back and we've had dinner. We and <laughs> so in every episode, we have a American topic and a British topic and we work out the American or British equivalent. Ben is first with our British topic. What do you got, babes? Uh. 
I'm doing Liberty X. What? (laughs) (laughs) And I should say, just for for American listeners out there, we're doing Liberty X, the British pop group, and not Liberty X, America's first and largest network of Bitcoin ATMs, cashiers, and kiosks. Uh. (laughs) That's the first thing that comes up when you Google Liberty X. That's terrifying. I know. I feel like, like Mich- their legacy should be much stronger than that. <laughs> Michelle should, should sue them. She really should. Just Michelle. Just Michelle. <laughs> so, Liberty X. I mean, prep-wise, I've read the Wikipedia, and we're going to talk about some songs. This, yeah. This is, this is it. I will say, if you are a new listener, we'll direct you back to a little series that we did called You're Welcome America Presents Totally Scott Lee. Because oh, Michelle yes. from Liberty X, a member of Liberty X, features in that. Heavily. Heavily. And that will actually make a lot more sense once you've listened to this episode. Liberty X, originally called Liberty, Liberty are a British-Irish pop group originally consisting of Michelle Heaton, mm-hmm. Tony London, yep. Kevin Sim. Hot. We're not, not going to talk about the games. <laughs> Jessica Taylor yep. and Kelly Young. Yep. The group was formed by the five finalists of the ITV talent show Bap Bap Dua Pop Stars, and they were the ones who failed to make it into the winning group Hearsay. Yeah, they were the Flop Stars, yeah. as the UK tabloids lovingly referred to them. It was a kind and loving time in pop culture, wasn't it? So essentially, Pop Stars, the reality show about finding, putting together a mixed gender pop group. The five finalists formed Hearsay and the five flop stars, essentially positions six to ten. Yes. <laughs> um, they created Liberty, which later became known as L to the I to the B to the E to the R to the T Y X. <laughs> some kind of, there was some kind of lawsuit with just the word Liberty, wasn't there? Yes. I'm not quite sure what it was. So they were signed by Richard Branson. <laughs> I was going to say, if we don't mention Virgin Records, I'm walking out of my own apartment. <laughs> Richard Branson, who really is like, I don't know, like version one of Elon Musk, mm. isn't he? Yeah, real like British and, and weirder. <laughs> so he signed More them. hot air balloons. <laughs> Cans of cola. <laughs> that island he's got. Necker. 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 Trains. Trains. So Richard Branson signed them to his record label, but it was V2 Records. <laughs> but the less the less good record label. Okay, well, here's the thing. I clicked on V2 Records. I think V2 Records were like the edgier, rockier one. Because oh, they've got people dead like... Dead Rocky. Dead Rocky. They've got people like Elbow. They've got the Jungle Brothers. <laughs> they've got Lethal Bizzle. <laughs> These names are so funny. Kirsty McCall. Oh, yeah. The most Scottish name of all time. <laughs> Kirsty McCall. Yeah, she sings a song. So I think this was part of the strategy where the winners of Pop Stars Hearsay were very happy clappy. Yes. And sunny and bright. And then they're like, well, we're going to have to do something for Liberty X, which makes sense. Okay. So they <laughs> were a little bit cooler and edgier. Can I, can I throw a word out that I think was used at the time? Hit me. Slick. I bet at the time they were like, we, we're not going to be, we're not going to be popping up, we're going to be a little more edgy and a little more slick, a little more R&B. <laughs> Slicker than your average. Yeah, there was definitely like it, problematic words thrown around like urban R&B and all of those kind of terms. I want to just give a little shout out to the members of Liberty X, well, not if you're listening. Hiya. Hiya. Hi, Mish. Tony. Kevin. They, looking at them again, they were all more attractive than Hearsay. Yeah. In terms of like Tony and Kevin, they were way hotter than than Noel and Danny. Danny, yep. weren't they? Jagree. And then Jessica's pretty foxy. Yeah. Kelly's gorgeous. And Michelle. Say we want about Michelle, but she's like she's like, you know, page three fun. They still look great. I saw a picture of the three of them, the gals, mm-hmm. uh, just recently on Michelle's Instagram and Aww. performing at a pride. They looked great. Good for them. So their first song was called Thinking It Over. This song is a direct aural ripoff of the song Angel of Mine, which is was covered by Eternal and by Monica. What? Angel of Mine. They're like the verse. And whenever I saw you, I already knew. It's literally the same tune as um, I was thinking over. Oh. Yeah. So I was re-watching the video. Oh. They're kind of like in a slick 
very slick R and B urban funky London funky is another word they would have used for that. Funky club, so kind of like a a, a club bar yeah. setup, like private members bar, maybe at the top of a, a CGI building. I would say, yeah, a lot of whooshing around in Canary Wharf. Yeah, probably. New, new build, new build, definitely new build. There's definitely like a, a funky overdesigned leather chair somewhere. <laughs> a lot of a lot of Michelle's very like. She, Michelle in these early videos, she's quite scary. Yes. <laughs> because her eyebrows are so severe and her hair is so severe as well. This this sound as well, much like how Girls Aloud, their debut single was like much cooler than One True Voices. This was almost garage, this song, isn't it? Which was very like antithesis of like hearsay. Don't you think? It's kind of a garage yeah, song. Yeah, it is a garage song. Mm. Not garage. No, not garage rock. Garage. <laughs> garage. Very specific. We've talked about garage too many times on this podcast. <laughs> garage did they make this song in <laughs> Tony? <No>. yeah <laughs> tony's grandma's garage <laughs> so okay so thank you was their uh first song is it number one it, no 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 it, it only got to number five. Oh, flop stars um, indeed their second single is a song you do not like What's your problem I don't with that? Know. I, there's something about doing it. I think I hated the video as well. I love that the video is it's very bright. No, but it's it's that vibe of it's it's golden hour. Yes. You've gone to where it's somewhere in Europe, some sort of Europe. They haven't actually, <laughs> but they've gone to a European destination, but filmed it in Pinewood Studios. Right. And it's like golden hour, where it's just all that kind of every now and again the sunlight hits them. And shout out to Jessica. She's got wet look hair in this. I always, I think the my problem with this song is, for some reason, I always just remember the lyrics were like, one, two, buckle my shoe. Like, and then hey, I you, what you got my shoe. And ever since I heard one, two, buckle my shoe, I couldn't get past that. Let's rhyme. play no my guessing games. This is it. Why'd you say that we lose control and let our inhibitions grow? Great song. I love this song. I think of it as the one, two, buckle my shoes song. Michelle says a great bit where it's like, let's make a move and did it, did And she just goes, feel so right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so doing it didn't do so well. It peaked at number 14. And then there was the five month gap where, well, the, the name Liberty, it, it got taken to the, the high court. Oh, shit. Said here. <laughs> shit. Because there was this other band... I like to think of like them all dressed in court outfits. Yes, of course. Maybe there's a pinstripe. <laughs> Who do you think was carrying the documents to court? Tony. Do you think Tony, Tony? really strikes me as a responsible one yeah. of the group? Anyway, so whatever they did that, they had to change the name to, uh, to Liberty X. Although it looked, it's. I read here that it like they did a competition in the Sun to choose the name, and they got chosen as X Liberty, but they decided to call it Liberty X. Anyway. <laughs> Did they release the album at this point? Because I definitely had this album. Yes. I had the, uh, this. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but then they released their third single, rebranded as Liberty X. They had a pep in their step. They poured themselves into PVC catsuits. They bunged on some, some Diamante X jewelry around their neck. And I have to say, shout out to, to Richard Branson and V2 Records here, because they really gave a lot of money to this music video. They really did. And we, what song was this? We are talking about Just a Little. So this song, a spectacular song, the music video even now looks fantastic in their pvc cat suits their canes this is also a classic example of a music video elevating a song yes totally because as soon as you see it, it's so it's slick diamond heist diamond a slick a, diamond heist yeah it's a little bit it's in the same realm as not as up there but it the world of britney's toxic yes it's somewhere between it's in the same... So Britney's Toxic, I guess, maybe is at the top of that genre. Somewhere filtered down, you've got Irresistible by Jessica Simpson. Mm. And then maybe this comes in just a little under Irresistible. Yeah. Because there wasn't a CGI lift going up and down like an Irresistible. There wasn't, but there was a lot of, like, Jessica doing a roly-poly and then, like, throwing, like, a stink bomb into yes, her room. Yes. You know what I mean? A lot of cutting glass to get, yes. to get diamonds out of cabinets. And, I like, really the like girls that. looking at each other like devious cats. Yes. <laughs> So this song... This should have been on the Catwoman soundtrack. 
<laughs> it reached number one in the UK and became the ninth best selling single of 2002. Get this. It was the fifth most played song on the radio of the 2000s. Oh my God. We're going to have to go to that list. Yeah, please. Immediately. <laughs> okay. We've got Liberty X at five. We've got with just a little, we've got Jamelia's Superstar at four. Oh. At number three, we've got Robbie Williams Angels. Ugh, fuck that. Fuck that. Number two, we've got Toxic. Fabulous. And number one, we've got Can't Get You Out of My Head. Okay. You know, not my favorite not Kylie. Not my favorite, but glad she's at the top. Yeah, glad she's at the top. I will say, Just a Little is, I think it's it's definitely an enduring song that has gone into the canon of a song that gets played. It's It's gone into the like... 80s what we think of as novelty songs from the 80s is now just a little is like a novelty song of our youth like young people would hear that in a club and be like what the fuck is this song yeah but it still gets played like sometimes in places well i mean never here although i feel like a, a, that otter pop that pop night we go to if we suggest yeah, they probably play it the key with this song is then and now if it was played everyone turns into a slinky little sextress don't, don't they a lot of shoulder work a lot of shoulder a lot of pretending to have a I was cane about to say, a lot of invisible canes <laughs> Actually, in that picture of them performing at wherever Pride it was at, they were all holding holding a cane, of course. Got it. They've got to. Got it. <laughs> Do you remember dancing to it when it came out? Yeah, of course. <laughs> this was a real prime time of me up in the clubs. <laughs> time nightclub in Norwich. I was often slinking around to just a little. Got <laughs> fake cane in one hand and a Sambuca shot in the other. Yeah, and like a VK apple. Yummy. <laughs> we're going to chase that Sambuca or something. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Taste something horrible and chase it with something more disgusting. <laughs> VK um, Apple. Okay, so, I mean, that is their biggest hit. That's super important. But they did follow up with a song called Got to Have Your Love. Okay, I love this song. This is where Michelle also really cemented herself as the Lisa Scott Lee of this group, which is she gets given vocal moments, but she's often just going, got to have your love. Yes. I love got to have your love. I love the video. Where was it filmed? It's definitely South Africa. But we've had this conversation before and I feel like, did we try and look this up before? No, because that was us talking about Atomic Kittens, It's Okay. Okay. And also an Emma Bunsen song where we kept thinking it was in South Africa. I thought Free Me was filmed in South Africa. (laughs) <laughs> South Africa's our go-to location for... No, what about every... Um, take My Breath Away? Didn't we think that was in South Africa? Because that's the Black Sand Beach. <laughs> anyway. Oh, God. We just need... Okay, we'll dedicate Thing in the Future to all 2000s pop videos <laughs> filmed in South Africa. But yes, no, I loved the Got to Have Your Love. I think it was actually filmed in the Caribbean. Like, I, I'm going to really? go out there on a wild limb and say, I think it was actually filmed there. Well, again... It was on Necker Island. Shout, well, this is... Oh, <laughs> tax break. Shout out to Richard Branson because they really threw some money at this video. Mm. They actually got to go... You know, they're no longer at that soundstage in Pinewood yeah. doing, 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 doing it. They all look like they're having a lot of fun in this video as well. Yeah. They're actually smiling and laughing. And the plot follows the plot from um, Just, Just a, a little. little. Yes. This is post-Diamond Heist, isn't so it? So essentially, they've stolen the diamonds and they're having lovely time on Necker Island. But then there's people, like, trying to spy on them, you know? <laughs> and, like, in the bushes and flying over and stuff like that. And then there's a great shot where one of the girls, like, pours out diamonds. And they're all Ooh. kind of, like, giggling to one another. Now, this is a cover, isn't it, this song? It's not a cover but it features it's a sample. yeah it's a sample, it samples yeah. a song by the electro funk group mantronics oh oh no it is a cover sorry it is a cover yeah great love this song and then the final song from the album was holding on for you okay i think i've told you this story before but what? holding on for you makes me laugh because when i arrived at university <laughs> no it was <laughs> My friend Fran, <laughs> my friend Fran revealed later on that when she left for university, she had a she had a boyfriend, and then she was literally like, she's like, I don't know if we're gonna stay together. And she said that when she first got to university, she solicited to holding on for you, hoping that he was gonna hold on for her. I'm on my own, Dylan Blue, miles from home. <laughs> I'm holding on for you, holding on for you. 
<laughs> Holding On For You is actually a great Poor Me playlist edition, but because of Fran's story, I can't take it seriously. That is pretty good, actually. Released in December 2002, of course it Lovely was. Lovely time for Christmas. Winter video. <laughs> so yeah, and then they did their, they did their headlined uh, an arena tour. Wow. I would have gone to that. Should, that would have yeah, been why fun. didn't I go to that? Yeah. I was such an idiot. I, ca- I guess I just kept thinking, they'll be on tour again. Yeah. Then we move into a different era. They released that song, Being Nobody, a mashup of Shaka Khan's Ain't Nobody and the Human League's Being Boiled. I love this song. Ding, 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 ding. Now, this I is swear, great. This video is really fantastic. So it was with that guy, Richard X, who we've problematically talked about before. Yes. About when he wrote some... No, wait a minute. <laughs> what song did he write about? It was, it was Some Girls... He wrote, and Jerry Halliwell wanted it, and then there was a whole big thing, and then he wrote a nasty song about Jerry that was given to Annie. Annie. That's Annie. <laughs> Annie. That's right. <laughs> yes. So Listen to our Jerry Halliwell episode if you really want to <laughs> delve have deep into that. Mind blown by that story. Oh no, is it no, it was the Rachel Stevens episode. It doesn't matter. Listen to all of our episodes, <laughs> yeah, please. And please. do rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> this song is great. I had the Richard X album, the Richard X Presents Hits his X Factor Volume 1. Now, the version of this song in the album, at the beginning, it's an extended intro and they're all introducing themselves. <laughs> Hello, my name is Michelle. Hello, my name's Kelly. Hello, my name is Tony. Hello, my name is Kelly. Hello, my name is Jessica. <laughs> I loved this video. Wasn't it? This video was them all being made in like a pop factory, wasn't it? Yeah. It was like ma- making a mockery of the manufactured label that they'd been given. And they're mm. all like, it's all like body parts. They're all like mannequins and things, yes. weren't they? Really fun. Great. I love this song. Yeah. Um, they then had the song Jumping, which I don't really remember. Jumping, jumping? No, but it was just called Jumping. And there's a lot, of, I remember there was a lot of like CGI jump, jumping in the video <laughs> i i'm this one's drawing a blank the only jump i recognize is a late releases uh bewitched jump down i was thinking of that as well um <laughs> that's all i'm getting in my head there's a new sierra song sierra sierra or uh, she's got a new song called jump it's pretty fun it's a cover of jump down by bewitched it is <laughs> Ki- kiwi keely no what are their names again kiwi kiwi wasn't there a Kiwi in that band? There was. Kiwi. Sinead, Kiwi. Adele. Lindsay and Adele. Yeah. <laughs> Me just going, Ki- Kiwi. Not the Adele you're thinking of, people. <laughs> the Adele that I, my Adele. Thank you very much. So anyway, Jumping doesn't do very well. They then had a song called Everybody Cries. I don't remember that song. Everybody Cries. You're just singing words. <laughs> well, I was singing Everybody Hurts by R.E.M. Oh, I see. <laughs> So they then took a hate, hiatus. Mm. Most importantly, Kevin Sim did appear in Channel 4 to the Games, which we've talked about maybe in 25 of our episodes. Oh, yeah. He, the, Kevin Sim in the Games is basically the new Millennium Dome in us referring to it. <laughs> Michelle Heaton <laughs> appeared in Celebrity Wrestling. Perfect. There was Strictly uh, strictly Ice Dancing. I don't remember what that one was. But anyway, they got back together. They released a Cool in the Gang song called Fresh. Only released in Europe. It's fresh. It's that song. Exciting. That's not good. I don't remember Not a good song to cover. But they came out with a third album called X. Ooh. Mm. That's got a nice ring to it, doesn't it? By this point, they had left V2 Records and signed to Independent Label Unique Corp Records. (laughs) Oh, dear. Uh Uh-oh. Yikes. It was made by the factory from (laughs) the... Ding, 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 ding. United Corp Records. (laughs) Their first single was Song for Lovers, featuring Rev Run of Run DMC. And wasn't this, isn't it song number four, Lovers? Yes. <laughs> Why do I remember that? Don't remember the song, but remember the number four. Yeah. Again, I, I'm just, the only thing I can think of is Song for Lovers, uh, featuring Rev Run. They then had a song called, that song did okay, they had a song called X, whatever, whatever. Now, unfortunately, <laughs> they did, for children need, do a version of A Night to Remember, Ooh. which I, I seem to think that you hated in the, the past as well. If we're going to do 70s covers, you know the only one I respect is Ladies Night by Atomic Kitten. <laughs> <laughs> now, in May 2006, there was a bit of a mishap, okay? The band were featured in the lineup of Aber... Abers... Abers... Aberystwyth yep. University Mayball alongside Chesney Hawks and Body Rockers. 
Their oh. set was cut short when a smoke bomb was set off during the first two minutes, filling the room with smoke. Firefighters gave the all clear after 50 minutes, but Liberty X failed to reappear. Students were told the band were not returned to finish their set, met by jeers from the crowd, who had paid £37 each for the evening. Oh, what a bargain. What a, well, they're also, in 2006, at university, £37 for a ticket. That's a lot. Yeah, I think our summer ball tickets were around that. I think we, we spent quite a lot on our summer ball as well. So anyway, that was pretty much the demise. That smoke bomb and that £37. I that was pound. Danny from uh, Hearsay that set off that smoke bomb. Do you think? Yeah. He just rolled it in. Yeah. Have you ever met any members of Liberty X? Well, you know, famously, Misha and I have had a few run-ins. <laughs> Remember from... <laughs> oh, from Come Dine With come, Me. Come Dine With yes, Me. Yes, of course. Yeah, and Come Dine With Me, when we did that, the celebrity one, she did confide in me... And I remember Andy had a broken leg and was sitting on the couch. She did confide in me in the garden that her and Andy were getting a divorce. And I was like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like a 22 researcher. Like, what on <laughs> earth am I meant to do with this information? And there was also another moment during filming where we walked in. She lived in a, a weird house with a thatched roof that Lisa used to own, Lisa Scott Lee. Uh-oh. And at one moment, we're looking at the house to like... We're doing like the scout, yes. the recce, yes, to see which rooms we were going to film in. And I went to open the door. She said, "Don't open that one." And I'd opened it, and it was just full of stuff. That's all Lisa's old stuff. No, it was. I. Th- it was very much like me. Should been to like you know the trip to South Africa and brought right. her brought her bag back, but she never unpacked it. Oh dear. It's very okay. Bad. What What about you? Uh, I met Kelly at a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, my my friend's wedding. She was a, a guest. She was lovely. I bet she was really nice. Don't have anything else to report. I think I danced with her at one point to a song. It was not Liberty X. Well, that's a shame. So, a wedding with Jade from Little Mix attended. It's quite the star-studded wedding. Wow. Yeah. Did they both look good? Yeah, really good. Yeah. yeah. Talked to Jade for a short amount of time at one point as well. What about? Uh, I think it was about wedding speeches. <laughs> mm. it seems like the, in recent years they've done bits and bobs but they haven't really stayed together properly uh tony actually i don't know what tony's done some stuff on rte too but the looks of things here he must have been on irish x factor irish yeah has got talent maybe irish the voice maybe he supported una and una's dream ticket yeah. <laughs> irish the voice not the voice island <laughs> <laughs> irish the voice the irish voice <laughs> Kevin, he auditioned for The Voice. I think he won The Voice. Well. In the UK. Quite right. Yeah, he went on to win. Yeah. Sexy and talented. Oh, wait a minute. And then in 2008, Sim became the lead singer. Kevin became the lead singer of the Scottish band Wet, Wet, Wet. What? He replaced Marty Pello. Just Marty, I think, just left. Wow. Famously, their song is... (laughs) Yep. Song from Four Weddings and a Funeral. Thank you. But actually, the best Wet 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 song is Goodnight Girl. Caught up in your wishing well, and your hopes and sadness. There don't be the promises. Make it shine. Yeah, that's a great song. It is a fun song. Make it last. Yeah. I think I must have had that on a Now album. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I think my mum had Wet Wet Wet's album. So that's Liberty X. Anything you want to add in? Uh, no. Yeah. Just everyone's stream got to have your love. The best one of all their songs. Let's get it to number one again, guys. We can do it. Liberty. Freedom. Freedom from pop stars. <laughs> oh, I see. I get it. Yeah. Life, liberty. And, and then you think the X is a little kiss, like a, like freedom, <laughs> freedom kiss. Freedom kiss is a good name for a group. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, okay. You and me. So what is... 40-year-old pop stars. <laughs> uh, I'm not 40. Neither am I. I'll always be younger than you. What and who are the US equivalent of Liberty X? I've struggled with this. Right. Yeah. I think with this, maybe you make it a little more abstract and you think about an unlikely success story from Mm. a reality competition show. Got it. So someone who... (laughs) I was going to say Jennifer Hudson. Oh my God, stop. No. Um, I I mean, technically, Jennifer Hudson's trajectory follows what? Liberty X's trajectory was when we do it in our weird algorithm of everything in the US is bigger and better and brighter. Wait, wait a minute. Similar with Adam Lambert and Adam Lambert, much like Kevin Sim, who mm. took over Marty Pello. There you go. Adam Lambert took over from <laughs> uh, Freddie Mercury in Queen. Yeah. Adam Lambert, it makes sense conceptually, not necessarily as a, as a one-on-one swap. Yeah, not statistically. No, but conceptually, if you really think about it in the ether... We're talking reality, we're talking didn't win, 
talking did better than the winner of their own season. Who won Abelambert? Who won Abelambert? Who won, who won Abba Lambert's who season? Who won Adam Lambert's season? I really struggled to say that. Couldn't, can't remember. Couldn't tell you. Okay, great. So the US equivalent <laughs> of Liberty X is Jennifer Hudson and Adam Lambert. You're welcome and we're sorry. <laughs> And we're back. You've heard me wax lyrical about our UK topic. Dun, 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 dun. I'm going to stop. But we need to our US topic. Babes, what are you doing for us? Well, I have a little kind of almost anniversary special for you. What? So it turns out that three years ago, almost to the date, what? my American topic was The Grove. So do you know what I'm going to do today? The Americana at The brand. Americana at Brand. Oh my god! So three years to the day, I covered the topic. What I did is I did a little listen back to the episode of The Grove. Oof. That was a rough ride back through history. So that was in July 2019. It was only our fifth episode of the podcast. I'm going to tell you, we weren't great. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to the whole episode. Not great. Thank you very much to all of our <laughs> listeners who have just continued with us. Yeah, please. And the and ones who are like, we're going back and listening to all yeah. the episodes. You don't have to. Please, please. Just just know that I'm a lot more ruthless with the editing of us saying um at this point. You oh don't hear any more in the podcast, but that episode was a real um fest. Okay. It also sounded like you had a cold that day. <laughs> <laughs> also, we just had an earthquake. It was really strange oh. hearing it all back. I, I was really enjoying uh, kind of three-year history, yeah. It's don't crazy. Wanna, I don't want to jinx it, but yeah, we had a few earthquakes back then. Yeah. I mean, nothing's happened in the world since then. Well, it's been pretty quiet. Yeah. yeah. Everything's everything's the same. So the American, American brand, American brand, what is it? Tell us. So it is, much like The Grove, an outdoor mall. Mm-hmm. And this one is in Glendale. Uh, so a different part of LA, not in Hollywood like the other one, West Hollywood, the other one is, owned by the same company, now, we didn't really touch on this person in the last one because we didn't really have as much need to think about him. Uh-oh. In fact, I'd go as far to say, you accidentally called him John Caruso. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, wait a minute, is there a, a pirate? or it's David a- Caruso. No, that's the guy from, <laughs> that's the guy from Miami Vice. <laughs> Robinson Crusoe is what Robinson Crusoe. <laughs> They should do a pirate theme mall. They just really should. It. So Rick Caruso, Rick who we're Caruso, about. yes, he is the evil overlord that runs a company which which owns them, which owns the Grove and the Americana. He's also currently running for LA mayor, and he's incredibly evil. He used to be a Republican, registered Republican. Now he's running as a Democratic mayor, and everyone knows that he is evil. Yeah, although he's getting a lot of celeb support. Like Gwyneth Paltrow, Snoop Dogg, Katy Perry. Ugh. I know. But that's because Gwyneth has a goop store in his hotel that he's got. What's, which What the hell's Katy's problem then? Do you know who else has stayed in that hotel? Michael. Podcast nemesis Michael. <laughs> what hotel? I can't remember what it's called. It's oh. somewhere oh, on the coast. Yes. I, oh, I know what you're talking about. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah, it's the like it's like a spa, like resort place, isn't it? Actually, another little fact about Rick Caruso. He's a member of a certain country club. A country club that podcast nemesis Michael is a member of. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Well, so, this is going to give us something to talk about next time we see Michael. He's going to hear this episode and have multiple in-person feedback for us. The Americana at Brand. So the Americana at Brand. It's called the Americana at Brand because it is on Brand Boulevard, I believe it's a- the street. Or it's just Avenue. called Brand. Brand Avenue. Whatever it is. It's called Brand. And... The difference between the Grove and the Americana is that the Grove, as we, I didn't remember us talking about, has kind of a European Spanish style to its architecture. Yeah. Yeah. So the point of the Americana is it's literally meant to look like Americana, as in nostalgic kind of 50s America. Like Main Street USA. Yeah, it kind of looks like there's a very specific section in California Adventure in Disneyland Oof. that looks just like the Americana, which is also 50s Americana. Yeah. So... It's shit. <laughs> Much like the Grove, it has a fountain that does fountain kind of dance music. Mm-hmm. No, it does kind of fountain a fountain routine. Is that how you describe it? Yeah, why not? A very cheap ripoff of the Bellagio fountains, where you get a little show kind of once every hour. And also, much like the Grove, the only music that is piped in mm-hmm. is inexplicably just all Frank Sinatra and like old fifties kind of crooner music, well, which is disgusting. Michael Bublé. Yes. Well, I found a playlist on Spotify that was literally the Americana at brand 
like playlist and it was just so grim. I was not interested. So there's a few things that are the same, but I'm going to just talk about some of my experiences at the Americana. Okay. So we have much like at the Grove, a cheesecake factory. Although I've never been to the cheesecake factory at the Grove. Well, let me tell you a little story. Okay. I once had a very kind of pre, not post-apocalyptic, this is pre, pre-apocalyptic, a state people don't often mention. So I actually went to see The Invisible Man, and that was maybe two days before the full official like lockdown. Okay. So I went, me and Teddy went, and it was this kind of empty cheesecake factory with like a, a tumbleweed like blowing through and people like... <coughs> Like in the distance of people Wait, being like <gasps> at the Americana. At the Americana, okay. yeah. And then so we had this very, very like tragic meal at the Cheesecake Factory. And we trotted ourselves down to an incredibly empty and very nervous looking screening of the Invisible Man at the AMC Cinema. Yeah. AMC movie theater. Somehow heartbreak feels good in a place like this. We've done a few movies there though, haven't we? We have. Hustlers? Yes, we did. We have seen Hustlers. I will say the AMC at the Americana. I feel like it's starting to get a bit of a reputation for people being very annoying within the cinema. Well, Teddy's got a story. So yes, our... And, oh my God, this is all just coming full circle. That episode that we did is the episode that Teddy sponsored us. And we, we did it. He was our angel investor that episode. So I'm just saying, Teddy, we could do some more of that sponsoring. Anyway. <laughs> and actually, well, we're actually taking Teddy out for dinner tomorrow night to thank him for doing the graphics for oh, our... Oh, yeah, that's true. He does... Saturday's yes. 24-7 spinoff. Fine. He does do a lot for us. Yes. Yeah. But yes, Teddy, our... Uh, former angel investor Teddy, he almost got into a physical fight at the AMC at the Americana because people came in three quarters of the way through Top Gun and were like vaping and like drunk and having a big, like almost had like a physical fight. I went recently with George and we mm-hmm. went to watch this horror movie and uh, <laughs> I'm quite proud of myself of this. Basically we were sitting down, the film was just starting. Yeah, There was a couple like who were sitting like three or four seats along from us. I knew that we had like a chatty Cathy. Uh-oh, this man yeah. was speaking at above speaking volume throughout all of the trailers. I was like, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. As soon as the movie started, he was still just chit-chatting away to his girlfriend and wife. (laughs) I turned and looked at them. They both looked at me and I just went like this. Shh. (laughs) And I'll tell you what, didn't hear a peep from either of them for the rest of the film. They took direction. They really took the direction well, but it was a risk because he was much larger than me and probably could have beaten me up. But it's like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. People love flapping their gums at the AMC at the Americana. Mm. Very annoying. Tell you where you wouldn't get that. The Alamo Drafthouse. The Alamo Drafthouse, our beloved downtown venue. I mean, night, nightmare parking situation, but <laughs> whatever. I mean, it's quite a nightmare parking at the Americana as well. Oh. You enter, you enter, somehow you enter like underneath the Americana. And then when you get out of your car, you're like 10 stories above the Americana. And you're never quite sure how you got there. There's definitely like a, a time vacuum that goes on there. Mm. So I'll tell you, I'm going to tell you another story about a little store that I went to at the Americana recently. I entered the Amazon Style Store. <laughs> Amazon Style <laughs> Store. So what is that you say? You say, what? Amazon Style? Those two things don't go together. They really don't. But also a physical store. Yeah, a brick and mortar, as they say, Amazon Clothes Store. Or, you know, to be English, an Amazon Clothes Shop. <laughs> I had to really remember my roots there for a second. <laughs> Let me tell you something. This is a real fucking stupid shopping method. So I walked in, I got accosted straight away and told, you know, do you know how this works? Have and you done like, the app? Yeah. Have you, uh, have you ever shopped at Amazon Star before? And I was like, oh, no, tell me. So what it was, there was stuff there. <laughs> there was clothes, but you couldn't, you couldn't pick them up. Well, you could pick them up, but you couldn't take them anywhere. So there was one of every article of clothing that they had. But what you had to do was open the Amazon style app Ugh. and scan a QR code, which then took you through to like another section of your Amazon app. Ugh. And then <laughs> the simple thing is if you knew what you wanted and you didn't need to try it on, you just selected it and then you'd go over to this place and they would like bring you the thing and then you'd go and pay. So it's kind of like uh, for UK listeners, like an Argos model. You would just kind of, but instead of you'd order on your phone. No pen and no little yeah, pen. Yeah, no little pen and like, and pad. But this was literally like, you just order it on your phone and then you go and pick it up the kind of Argos style from this, this counter. Now what I did was try on two items. Now this is where things got real fucking weird. You basically selected on your phone that you were going to try something on. Mm-hmm. Then you got kind of put in a virtual queue. So I had to go and sit down in the chair. Mm. And then you got told to go to a fitting room. They were all numbered. I had to scan my, <laughs> I had to like scan something to open the fitting room because there was no like, 
there was basically no like handle. It just kind of was like and opened and I went inside and the clothes that I wanted to try and were already hanging up along with three other items they thought I might like. There was a huge touchscreen thing. Who thought you might like Jeff Bezos. Them? Oh, right. Okay, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff's picking everyone's things. And then there was this big screen and I had to press all these things. It was too much, but it was also kind of fun. And I did end up buying two shirts that I liked. So wait, what, what does it say in the label of those shirts? What's the brand? One was Levi's. Oh, okay. And the other one was a brand that I'd never heard of. So, oh, so, they have, I... so it's like you would buy a branded thing from Amazon, but it's, oh. yeah, it wasn't all Amazon clothes jeff jeff's not stitched together each item himself jeff at amazon yeah, like the, georgia Asda. yeah exactly the bezos collection <laughs> yeah <laughs> jb yeah so that was that was super weird another really funny store at the americana is the tesla store have you ever seen that no <laughs> just, it's a really small it's not big it's a very small store and it just has one singular tesla car in it and i always just i'm like do people just go in there and like drive that one car and there's no way to get out of the store i think you'd have to drive through the window to get out <laughs> so you're like, i'm gonna take this model the display model thank you and you're just like Bleh. drive through the window through the fountain <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> but it's fine because it's a tesla so yeah. it can go into sub mode i had a, a real experience the other day a few weeks ago at the americana a brand americana a brand <laughs> because i you know me, my to-do lists, lengthy. And and right on the to-do list where it says, hand wash clothes. I've always got some, some cashmere that need Ugh. hand washing. <laughs> I had two or three old iPhones I found. And I was like, what do I do with these? I'm not going to chuck them in the bin. How do I recycle them? I looked online. It was very complicated. But then I saw something. It was like, you can just, just take them into an Apple store. And they recycle them. I was like, great. So on like a, a week when I wasn't working... I was hand washing my cashmere's in the morning. In the afternoon, I thought, <laughs> I'll drive via the American app brand and I'll go into... Via? Where via, were you going? <laughs> I can't remember. I had something else to do next. I need to go to CVS or something next. Right. Post office. Um, so I get... So park. Didn't park in their parking because there's a secret parking lot that's free for an hour. Tell you about that another time. Is it for the other park? Is it for the other... It's not for the Glendale Galleria. Because that parking is... A fucking shit show. That brick, that brick beast of nineties, <laughs> that nineties multi-story car park from hell. So I'm very pleased with myself. I'm trotting over in the heat. I get there and there's a sign on the Apple Store door that says, "You know, for like one morning only, we're closed until one p.m." <laughs> I was like, "Fucking!" I'm literally holding these an iPhone three and an iPhone five. Did you just throw them into the fountain? Well, I looked around. I was like, "Should I just chuck them in the bin over there?" And I thought, "Do you know what? No." So what I did was I ceremoniously lay them at the ground in front of the apple door. Oh my door. god, how threatening. I was like, I was like, <laughs> I've made it this far. They're fucking getting recycled. I'll pop them down there. Wow. So I put them, I put them there and then I marched off quite defiantly, but also quite quickly because I didn't want like a security, right. like, I don't know. You don't um, want Rick Caruso's security to come and like get you. Like a drone to come pick yeah, me up completely. and like drown me in the fountain. <laughs> but then walking away, I was like... Have I deleted everything on those phones? Or have I just essentially given all my personal details away? They're gone. You've done the equivalent of when my friend Caroline at university got... Uh, got uh, <laughs> where she got fined for fly tipping because someone her old housemate threw something out and it had like a letter addressed to Caroline in it. Oh. And they found her from the address and gave her a bill for fly tipping. <laughs> you did the real US equivalent, modern equivalent of that fly, fly tipping. tipping. There's also a sprinkles. Yes, there is a sprinkles cupcake. Mm. Uh, now, more interestingly than the Grove, do you know what you can do at the Americana? You can live there. Oh my God, yes. So there is a an actual, Ugh. they call it the Americana brand Luxury Apartments. And they are literally above... And surrounding like the perimeter of the Americana, of all the buildings, of all the shops, you could just live on the top of them. So in the UK, I feel like living above a shop is a very different thing to this exact thing. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't just like, you know, popping up and living over like a Robert Dias. This is... <laughs> one, of, one of my old bosses lived above a Whistles. Right, exactly. <laughs> and we, we would always joke that, oh, we've heard that Whistles is closing down and they're opening a kebab shop underneath you. <laughs> I was torturing her. just like... Whistles. <laughs> and the whistles people used to like get her mail. So she would like walk through and they'd be like, hey, uh, She'd give like, her mail. I just imagined her every morning grabbing a, a, a flowy scarf from like a mannequin <laughs> and just wrapping it around her neck. So we've got a few options. Uh, I've looked at like what's currently available okay, for cool. us to rent. Where are we moving? Where are we moving? So I feel like we, obviously we want a two bedroom. Yes. So we've got a couple of choices. We've got a two bedroom, just a regular two, bed, two bedroom, mm -hmm. um, which goes for. It's 1,211 square feet. That's a good Top size. floor view with uh, 
top floor with a view of Brand Boulevard, which is just the most disgusting view you can think of. So that's available August the 10th, and that's going to be $5,750 a month. (laughs) So between the two of us, I mean, we could actually afford to live at the Americana. We could. If we split that rent. That is so expensive. Well, that's just for the two-bedroom if we, do we want the two-bedroom townhome, which I'm not quite sure. I mean, you get a lot more square footage. So we could live in the 1,563-square-foot top floor overlooking Brown Boulevard, mostly important. Mm-hmm. That's going to set us back 6350 a month rent. Wow. Yeah. Mm. So the, the, the facilities-wise, though, you've got... They've got a pool and stuff, haven't they? Yes. I'll, I'm going to look at the amenities. Yeah. So they do have a pool, which actually does look really, really nice. Okay. And uh, <laughs> these are the distinctive offerings is what they call their amenities. So private fitness club, great. Resort style, freshwater pools, spa cabanas, and custom lounge chairs. I like resort style, not a resort. Uh, that you get a concierge, which is great. Home delivery from the Americana at brand restaurant and cafes. So all the all the cheesecake factories delivered to your, your door that you want. Outdoor fireside retreat. Don't understand that. This one's real questionable. Moments away from one of LA's most desirable shopping and dining destinations. Disagree. And also moments away. No, you're in it. Yeah. This is my favorite. Choreographed dancing water display. That's the fountain at the Americana. You cannot say that's an amenity of living at the Americana. Imagine just the the noise. And it says the green, a lush central area park. The audacity they have of calling that piece of shitty land next to the fountain that is filled with tourists 24-7, the green, the lush park. So if you live at the Americana, you're like, oh, I'm just going to pop out next to the fountain, listen to Frank Sinatra and have like a picnic. Oh my Fuck God. Off. But, um, and then is, <laughs> they've got a lot of nerve with this final one. I mean, there's on-site car wash. That's kind of good. They've got a lot of nerve with this one. Year-round outdoor entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Sinatra and Michael Bublé. And that literally plays outside of your window. They, those windows must be airtight. They have to be. They have to be. Should we should we take a tour of one of the Americana apartments? Oh my God, that would be really funny. Let's. If we pretended okay. to be a couple and took a yes. tour. Let's do it. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> okay, perfect. We're giving them your phone number though, because I don't want like the, the follow-ups. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've got, um, I have a burner number for my job. Oh, perfect. So I can just <laughs> ignore their calls. Perfect. Notary services. I mean, that's even better. If you ever need to get something notarized, you don't have to leave your house. <laughs> I'd be out by that spa-style, resort-style pool getting things notarized. Just doing all your documents. <laughs> getting all my documents done by the resort-style pool. There's no point really talking about anything else to do with the American. I think that's really it. Oh, I will say that basically one thing that made me laugh on that I looked at on Wikipedia was... The Americana at Brand does allow dogs on the property, except when it's grassy area. The only breed restricted is the pit bull. <laughs> I'm fine with so that. Mean. You can't take a pit bull into the Americana. But, but you could take like a Great Dane. Yeah, exactly. Like a 50 pound dog. Yeah. Or the musical artist pit bull. Oh, not allowed. <laughs> not allowed. Not allowed. Well, no, it's just not the green area. Where he can perform at the uh, Glendale Galleria across the street. That's right. Which is also something we should talk about. There's a shopping centre, like a mall across the street, which oh, is weird. And it's like the older one. It's just kind of the shadows kind of like... <laughs> um, question for you. What did we say the UK equivalent of the Grove was? Well, I can tell you. We said that it was Bista Village and the Trocadero. Okay, great. Because I was going to pitch for this... The Trafford Centre. That's what you pitched on the last episode. Damn it! I'm consistent. And we we overruled and said it was Bista Village combined with the Trocadero. Because, well, yeah, that is outdoors, but... So, I think the Trafford Centre in Manchester is a great choice this time around. Okay, thank you. I also took myself out of London and took myself regional. Where'd you go? I took myself back to my hometown of Norwich. Mm -hmm. There's a little area called Riverside. Oh. Now that has... Cinema, bar, restaurant, nightclub, bowling alley. Does it have a water feature? No. But listen to the name. But it's called Riverside. Riverside. It's next to a goddamn river. So it does have some kind of water feature, right? Okay. So what are we saying then? The UK equivalent of the Americana Americana brand is the Trafford Centre meets Riverside Shopping Complex in Norwich. You're welcome. You're welcome. Okay, we are going to do some Avatar 2 updates in the Navu. This is sad. Very sad. 
I've got a headline here. James Cameron tells off Avatar haters, defends three-hour Avatar 2 runtime. Get up and go pee. That's what he says. So basically, the last one, the original Avatar, it came in at two hours and 40 minutes. Looks like the new one's going to be three hours. And James, Jimmy Cameron, he's saying, I don't want anybody whining about length when they sit and binge-watch television for eight hours. Oh. I can almost write this part of the review, the agonizingly long three-hour movie. It's like, give me a fucking break. I've watched my kids sit and do five one-hour episodes in a row. Here's the big social paradigm shift that has to happen. It's okay to get up and go pee. Jimmy Cameron. Oh, so he's feeling really good about the release. <laughs> Things are going really well he's, over Avatar 2. He's okay. definitely feeling the hate. He's been okay. saying about people talking about Avatar 1. He's like, the trolls will have it that nobody gives a shit and they can't remember the characters' names or one damn thing that happened in the movie. I mean, I mean, Jimmy. Has he listened to the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> no, the thing is, we heavily give a shit, but I don't remember a single character's name. And I don't remember anything that happens in the movie other than the, other than the plot of Fern Gully that just takes over in yeah. my head. Jake Sully. That's the main character's name. From Fern Gully. Uh-oh. Jake Sully from Fern, Fern Gully. Gully. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was a, just a little Avatar 2 update. Yeah, I, I, I've seen some behind-the-scenes pictures which made me sick to my stomach. Uh-oh. You know how I hate underwater and i'm scared of the ocean i'm also incredibly sick to my stomach of underwater filming shout out to the time you and me worked at the pinewood (laughs) studios next to the underwater tank which literally made me sick to my stomach looking through that fucking window into that like dark scaffolding (laughs) and yeah i've just seen some pictures of of kind of stunt performers underwater being filmed doing like underwater choreography in a giant underwater tank and again I wanted to throw up. Yeah. I'm really quite worried about my levels of fear during Avatar 2, The Way of Water, because the whole thing is going to be set in water. Also, three-hour runtime, how many times are you going to get up and pee? Well, it depends where we watch it. We're going to see this at the Alamo. We have to. I... Yeah, but the, as much as we love the Alamo, the toilet situation is a bit of a nightmare. That's true. They are far the, away. There's that one toilet in the middle of, like, the center of that building. Yeah, you have to... you're right. I actually ran the other day to try and get back in time to watch something. Oh, God. <laughs> Well, we do have three hours, so... Okay, well, like, we've got a lot of time to work out when we're going to watch Avatar <laughs> When is we, it out again? Oh, December? Jesus December Christ. December 2020. Fucking hell. Oh, my God. So, thank you for listening, <laughs> as ever. We are going to play out the episode with our amazing remix that got sent to us yes. from Sister Act and Honey. So thank you again to Jimmy M for sending that in and officially becoming... He's the, he's our official American music liaison. Oh, that's it. That's <laughs> it. Um, so thank you for that, Jimmy Mons. Yes. Do everyone please get in touch with us. Rate and review us. Rate and review us. And we will see you next time. Yeah, bye. You're welcome. Come on, people. Let's hear it again. If you want to be somebody, if you want to go somewhere, you better wake up and pay attention. Come on, make me believe what you're saying. Can we waken this up a little? Well, yeah, if you think you can. Okay. Deanna. If you want to be somebody, if you want to go somewhere, you better wake up and pay attention. They said you wouldn't make it so far. Uh-uh. The teacher says take off your robe. Ever since they said it, it's been hard. Oh, come on. But never mind the night you had to cry. Put on anything you want. You had never let it go inside. Some of us. You work too hard. And you know exactly what you want and need. So believe. And you can never give up. You can reach a goal. Talk to your soul and say I
in my life I've got none before Because since I was a youngster I came enough That you was the only way to go So I have to grow and come to An understanding that I'm down with the king So now I'm commanding That you tell me who you're down with Sick is all I know is that I'm down with 